Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Revelation 11. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would be on your side, that we would be your people against the wickedness in this world, that we would align ourselves with you so that when you triumph, we would be rejoicing and be among your people. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Revelation 11. And a measuring rod, similar in appearance to a staff, was given to me, saying, Get up and measure the temple of God and the altar of those who worship in it, and leave out the courtyard outside of the temple, and do not measure it, because it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will trample the holy city for forty-two months. And I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for one thousand two hundred sixty days dressed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire comes out of their mouth and consumes their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, in this way he must be killed. These have the authority to shut the sky, so that it does not rain during the days of their prophecy. And they have authority over the waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with every plague as often as they wish. And when they have completed their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will make war with them, and will conquer them, and will kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which is called symbolically Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. And those from peoples and tribes and languages and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days, and they will not allow their dead bodies to be placed in a tomb. And those who live on the earth will rejoice over them, and will celebrate and will send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those who live on the earth. And after three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered into them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they went up into heaven in a cloud, and their enemies watched them. And at that hour a great earthquake took place, and a tenth of the city collapsed, and seven thousand people were killed by the earthquake, and the rest became terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. And the seventh angel blew the trumpet, and there was a loud voice in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who are seated on their thrones before God fell down on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God, all-powerful, the one who is and the one who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. And the nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time for the dead to be judged, and to give their reward to your slaves, the prophets, and to the saints, and to the ones who fear your name, the small and the great, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. And the temple of God in heaven was opened, 
and the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple, and there were lightnings, and sounds, and thunders, and an earthquake, and large hail. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 9, we got through the sixth trumpet, which is also the second woe. Then in chapter 10, we had an interlude, which included John being given a scroll to eat and to prophesy. Chapter 11 starts with a second interlude while we are waiting for the final trumpet and woe. John is given a measuring rod to measure the temple. This reminds me of measuring the temple in Ezekiel 40 and measuring Jerusalem in Zechariah 2. John is told that the holy city will be trampled for 42 months, which is three and a half years, or half of seven years. The two witnesses prophesy for 1,260 days, which is also about three and a half years as well. The two witnesses are connected to the two olive trees, which is a reference to Zechariah 4. It also reminds us of the lampstands connected to each of the churches addressed at the beginning of the book. John says that fire comes out of the mouths of the two witnesses to consume anyone who wants to harm them. This seems to indicate the powerful words of the two witnesses. He also says that they have the authority to stop the rain, which reminds us of Elijah, and they have the authority to turn water into blood, which reminds us of Moses. John says that they finish their testimony and then, the beast that comes from the abyss will make war with them and will conquer them and will kill them. This is the first reference to a beast, and we will get more on that later, but it reminds us of the beasts in the visions of Daniel. John says that the bodies of the witnesses will lie in the street of a city which he calls Sodom and Egypt, and also says that it is where their Lord was crucified. So it sounds like he is saying Jerusalem, but also saying that it symbolically represents a lot of cities that rejected God. The wicked people won't allow the bodies to be buried, which is a show of disrespect. They are dead for three and a half days, so there is our half of seven again, which, by the way, is mentioned in Daniel. And during that half of a seven, the people on the earth are rejoicing that the prophets are dead. But then God raises the witnesses to life again, and they are called up to heaven and go up in a cloud. This reminds us of how Elijah went to heaven. Then there is an earthquake that collapses a tenth of the city and 7,000 people die and the rest of the people give glory to God. I'm not sure that this actually means that they repented, but at least they recognize God. So finally, the seventh trumpet and the third woe that we've been waiting for arrives. And as scary as the other trumpets and woes were, we would have imagined this to be shocking. And it is a surprise, but for how positive it is. Instead of looking at this from the perspective of the world that is against God, we consider this from the perspective of God's people. Finally, the kingdom becomes the kingdom of God and Christ. This reminds me of the end of Daniel chapter 7. Then the 24 elders praise God because he is reigning and is judging the dead and rewarding his people. So this really sounds like the final resurrection and judgment. Then, the final verse of chapter 11 may be more connected with the events of chapter 12, but it says the Ark of the Covenant appears in the temple in heaven, and there are great storm sounds. And now for a deeper dive. 
This second interlude before the final trumpet is talking about God's people. Now, depending on how you interpret the book of Revelation, you may think that there are literally two people, or think that the two people represent the faithful Jews, or the faithful Christians, or God's faithful people from all time. But the point is that God is empowering his people, and they will stay on the earth until they have given their full testimony. And the people and powers of the earth will be against them, and seem to win against them for a time. But, in the end, God raises them and punishes the wicked people on the earth. But God's people on the earth have a job to do. They have to prophesy, to speak God's words, and pray for plagues that will turn people to God. So now that John has reframed things from a world-centered view of the first six trumpets to a God-centered view with the two witnesses, we are not afraid of the seventh trumpet because this world is wicked and kills God's people. So our hope is in God in heaven. So when the seventh trumpet sounds, from our perspective, it is a great thing. Obviously, from the perspective of the people who hate God, it is a disaster. But for us, this is salvation, and the 24 elders praise God. So, which perspective do we have right now? Are we wanting to hold on to a comfortable life here on earth? Would we pray for plagues on the earth, such as no rain, in order to bring people to repentance? Are we more like the two witnesses, or more like the people that rejoice when the two witnesses are dead? Well, which side will determine if the seventh trumpet is a woe to us or a time of great rejoicing? My view is that the seventh trumpet indicates the end of the world, the resurrection, and the judgment. Other people have other views, of course. But what is true of the final judgment is also true of many smaller times of reckoning. For example, I may die today before the final judgment. Would that be a disaster or a triumph? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.